Let's check the news here this hour. State liquor sales revenues were up nearly 4% for the fiscal year that ended in July in what was the lowest increase in five years. State sales last year were up 13%, and Iowa Alcoholic Beverages Division Chief Financial Officer Lisa Bertram says things appear to be leveling off following a pandemic sales surge. Every year we kind of budget between 3 and 5% would be a normal increase. So, yeah, the last couple of years having those large increases are definitely a, an outlier. Um, this is where I would say, yeah, 3.75 is more of a normal increase. Now, Bertram says the gallons of liquor sold dropped by 70,000 gallons. One of the main reasons is our, our top seller this year was Tito's. Um, historically, it's been Black Velvet for about the last 10 years. Um, so Tito's is a little higher-priced product. Um, so selling, you know, higher-priced items, um, and then also selling more full cases. Liquor sales brought in $431 million and a record of just more than $150 million from liquor sales was turned over to the state along with another $19 million in licensing and taxes. Another factor in liquor sales was a continued increase in the number of convenience and smaller stores that obtained licenses. Bertram says that those stores usually have a smaller inventory. She also says that people were able to kind of pivot and find a replacement for their favorite drink, and that included in-state native distillery items that are available. So if people couldn't get what they really needed or what they'd gotten to in the past, um, we were able to kind of supplement with other brands. Now, December is one of the top months for alcohol sales, and the sales this December will be part of the new fiscal year numbers. Bertram says that early indications are the recent sales trend is continuing. Bertram says that the cost of some products have gone up, while the cost of other products have gone down. So overall, costs haven't gone up that much for liquor despite inflation. Construction on the front end of a new veterinary diagnostic, diagnostic laboratory in Ames is scheduled to conclude in 2023. Iowa State University President Wendy Winterstein says that 80% of the lab's operations were not included in phase one of the project, however. Phase two is needed to provide an additional 70,000 square feet for laboratory testing, research, and support functions. Phase two is essential so that all laboratory functions can be housed under one roof. This will improve efficiency and support biosafety by eliminating the need to shuttle samples from one building to another. Winterstein is asking the governor and the state legislature to provide $62.5 million over the next four years to complete that project. The Veterinary Diagnostic Laboratory provides absolutely vital support to Iowa's $32.5 billion animal agricultural industry. Now, the existing facility was built in 1976. About 30 faculty and staff processed about 35,000 tests last year. There are now 160 faculty and staff crowded into that existing building. And this year, they will process more than 1.7 million tests, the largest caseload in the U.S. It is the only full service and fully accredited lab of its kind in Iowa. It holds tier one status in the National Animal Health Laboratory Network for the major role it plays in surveillance of foreign animal and emerging diseases. For example, the Veterinary Diagnostic Lab was the first to diagnose and pinpoint the origins of an intestinal disease that's deadly in young pigs. The lab is part of Iowa State University's College of Veterinary Medicine, one of only 33 veterinary colleges in the country and the very public uh, and the very first public veterinary college established in the U.S.
Let's check in now with Radio Iowa for their top statewide stories for 2022. Radio Iowa, I'm Matt Kelly with a look back at some of the top stories of 2022. Iowa poultry producers were plagued by avian influenza for the first time since 2015, with more than 30 outbreaks costing the industry millions. This year's first case appeared in March, according to State Ag Secretary Mike Nag. The virus is being carried in the wild bird population. No other state saw more commercial and backyard flocks impacted by bird flu. Almost 16 million chickens, turkeys, and other birds either died from it or were euthanized to contain the virus. COVID-19 claimed the life of its 10,000th Iowan in September. By October, University of Iowa healthcare pediatrician Adam Brown sounded the alarm about a respiratory illness called RSV. We have seen a spike in the last several weeks, and it's not a real common time of year to see that. Central Iowa urgent care clinics were so overwhelmed with flu, COVID, and RSV patients they stopped taking walk-ins. A gunman opened fire at a Cedar Rapids nightclub in April, killing two people and injuring 10, bringing this reaction from Mayor Tiffany O'Donnell. Shock, anger, grief, disappointment. This is not who we are. This is not Cedar Rapids. In June, shootings outside a church in Ames left three dead. And in July, three members of a Cedar Falls family were murdered in their tent while camping at Makokata Cave State Park. A relative spoke at their memorial. Our hearts are beyond broken and our lives shattered to pieces. The couple's nine-year-old boy survived the attack. Iowans reacted to the U.S. Supreme Court decision in June overturning Roe versus Wade, which had protected abortion rights. Sarah Stace is president and CEO of Planned Parenthood North Central States. Today is an absolutely horrible, devastating day. With the opposite reaction from Bob Vanderplotz, president and CEO of the Christian conservative group, The Family Leader. First reaction is just one of celebration as well as praise. Vanderplotz called it the answer to 50 years of prayer. Deadly tornadoes swept southern Iowa in March, killing seven people and wiping out more than 50 houses in Winterset. Governor Reynolds said hundreds of volunteers responded. I tried to walk through and thank them for being there. And over and over, the response was, we're Iowans, and that's what we do. In July, the state had its third exceptionally powerful windstorm, or derecho, in three years. Drought conditions worsened, and some residents were asked to voluntarily conserve water. Sheldon Public Works Director Todd Yule. If we don't get a good recharge uh, this fall winter we will be on mandatory restrictions next spring for sure late in the fall 73 acres of sioux county farmland sold for a record thirty thousand dollars an acre auctioneer mark zilmer of rock valley made the sale overall long term i think land has proven to be a good investment that land is located in northwest iowa between sheldon and boyden in December, the annual Iowa State University survey was released, finding the average price for an acre of Iowa farmland reached a record $11,411. That's up 17% from last year. I'm Matt Kelly, and that's a look back at some of 2022's top stories on Radio Iowa.